This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, Haiti. 1057 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Turn it up the sports talk. Turn it up the volume. Whatever songs you want to hear loud, we'll play them for you. Ravens, back in practice today, 1235. So we're here until 2, and we'll start following the old Twitterverse or X, whatever the hell it's called nowadays. Mm-hmm. Let you know who's there, who isn't, and draw our own conclusions from there. But John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, Met with the media yesterday, something we've talked about quite often here today is who the backup to Lamar is going to be. Is it Johnson? Is it Huntley? Is it Huntley? Is it Johnson? Et cetera, et cetera. John Harbaugh kind of sort of addresses it yesterday. Best answer I can give you is that we're, we're going to work all that stuff out in the next couple of days. It's really not information that we're probably going to just put out there too much for any position, just because why would we? You know, it's not something that we need to do right now, but... Uh, uh, we, we've, we're making plans. In most cases, we have our plans uh, organized. Other, a few cases, maybe we still have some decisions to make. Is that one of those cases right there, or do they know? I think they know. I, I think what they're working on, Bob, is, you know, like with Urban, you know, releasing him and then sign, making sure that, you know, you got his word that he's coming back. The, you know, those are the kind of things that Eric's got to work through with the player, with the agent, all those things. So that probably takes a little bit more time. Now, Mark Andrews has kind of not been around for a while here, and the all-pro tight end is going to be, you talk about importance to the team. This dude is huge to this Ravens offense, and he's Lamar's guy. John Harbaugh, where is old number 89? He is, he is. It's, uh, you know, it's not, you don't need to panic about that. And I tell the fans it's going to be okay. All right. Um, he'll be uh, should be out there practicing next week. I expect him to play in the game, and uh, he should be fine. So uh, that's where we're at with that. Interesting thing is they haven't really told you what's wrong with him. No. Well, I guess because he doesn't have to right. right now. Oh, no doubt. You know, so, but Bob, I mean, when we saw him on the sidelines at Tampa, he seemed in all good spirits and everything else, you know, at that time. But when Harb said, we hope to have him play in the game, you know, I mean, that gives somewhat of concern. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing it's kind of some kind of soft tissue injury. I would I would bet. And now you talk about players that they can ill afford to lose. And as we just heard from John Harbaugh, we are by no means trying to speculate that Mark Andrews isn't going to be around. But, you know, if they lose him for an extended period of time, 
with Kohler, with likely likely Kohler, you know, likely Kohler. Are they set there? For instance, if Vocalek's out there today talking about reading the tea leaves, do we then say "Eh, maybe there is something wrong with old Mark Andrews here? Even though John Harbaugh just said nothing to see here, please disperse. I think, Bob, what you would do is, um, you know, likely would probably take that role. Um, but maybe we see more four wides in that situation. You know, you put in Aguilar, you know, along with the three receivers. Maybe we see more of that in passing situations, um, you know, than just because in passing, you know, I mean, if you're third down and long or whatever, I don't know that Kolar will be in there a ton. Now, we'll get into our predictions next week, and we'll start doing some individual achievement uh, sort of benchmarks for the Ravens players, but if we're projecting healthy Andrews plays 17 games, his numbers are what in this new Todd Munkin offense? And we saw at Georgia, yeah. very tight end friendly offense. Yeah, too tight end friendly. Well, they didn't have any receivers really. You know, I mean that was that, that was part of the problem. Um, with uh, I I just I don't know. You know what what we're because all we'd be doing is guessing. You know, and I just don't know because I want to see Todd's offense, what it's like in a regular season and kind of see, you know, are they throwing a lot to the tight end? I mean, is Andrews getting, I would think he's going to get at least five targets a game. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that he would, I think at least that? In 15 games last year, 113 targets, 73 catches, 847, five touchdowns. If that is duplicated this year, is that uh, underwhelming? No, I think that's over. That's you that'd think, be overachieving. Yeah, I, I think uh, that you would don't be, think he duplicates those numbers. I get 113 targets. I think you know that may be hard with because Bob, if Nolan's if, boy D Rob was second with 75. Yeah, and then what was what was third? Uh, likely with 60. Yeah, see, I, I think the receivers are going to play a much bigger role, and I think the backs. You know what was the, what was the highest number reception or uh, targets for a back? Let's see here, targets for backs. Da, 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 da. Looks like Kenyon Drake Drake had twenty six. Yeah, and I, I think catches. that'll be doubled this year, Bob. I think at least doubled. So I think you know the backs are going to be. So I mean. You know, you could only there's only gonna, there's only so many throws. That's why I want to kind of see what the offense and kind of what Lamar is feeling. And and you know, you know he trusts Odell. So if he throws it down the field, he's going to throw it to Odell. And a lot of the quick stuff, he's going to give that to Flowers. And then there's going to be some quick stuff with the tight end and stuff too. So I mean, does he get five targets a game? Um, you know, Andrews. I don't. I just, I just don't know how it's going to play out yet. Vinny and Haney, one hundred five seven. The fan. It is news from the nest here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Tyus Bowser. We've been talking a lot about him. Haven't seen him really do much out there on the football field. He was working out yesterday, according to reports at one win, one winning drive. So, John Harbaugh, what's going on there? That's a little. I don't really know. I'm a little more vague on that one. I All think right. that's. Uh, I'm hopeful, really, that he'll get back here. You know, first game, second game, third game, somewhere in there. Uh, but we'll just have to see. It's uh, it's with the doctors and Tyus. 
as uh, Dan Conley would write, it's nebulous. Yeah. First game, second game, third game. I might want to keep going. I, I just think, Bob, that he's going to be on the uh, IR till he'll be back week five. That, who's that? Steelers. You know, and then you got him totally healthy. Um, I just. Now, can you make do without him for a month, especially well, if he's not healthy? You know what I mean? Yeah. How's he benefiting you? Well, having Clowney, I think, you know, that uh, that kind of helps because you got three. Yeah, um, week five is Pittsburgh, October the 8th. There. I'm guessing that's that's probably when he'd be back. You know, I mean, he's kind of had, ever since he's gotten, pay, gotten paid, Bob, he's kind of, you know, had a lot of injury factors. Well, he blew his Achilles in that last game against Pittsburgh in 21, and it took him a while to come back. But this is a totally different Yeah, we injury. don't even know what, you know, he hurt his knee not doing football stuff. So, I guess training in the offseason or playing tennis or doing whatever, you know, he must have had surgery. Because when I saw him, Bob, I swear to God, a month ago, I think it was, he couldn't even hardly walk. Huh. That doesn't bode well, does it? Here's Dante Demas or John Harbaugh talking about the former Terp, the roster decision that was made yesterday, and, you know, maybe the future for this kid in the NFL. Dante really did a really good job. I mean, look how he showed in that last game. You know, I think throughout the course of the, uh, of the offseason and, uh, and the training camp, I mean, he came out every day. And he worked at it. He's got talent. He's got radius. He's a physical player. It was just really fun to see him develop. I think he's got a bright future in the National Football League. And really what he needs is to keep doing what he's doing and, and, and get an opportunity and take advantage of it. Yeah, I don't know if that sounds like he's going to be back on a practice squad. Because you know, if they keep six um, of the 16, what do they keep? Probably three more receivers, I would think, and one more tight end. Somewhere like that. And I would... I mean, you know, Tariq Black's had a good camp. I mean, didn't do much. And Ryan, yeah. Ryan's had a good, you know, camp. He dropped that one yeah, ball right in his hands. Oh, my yeah. God. You know, but other than that, Ryan's done a nice job. Um, Demas would be – I think he'd be a good guy to develop just because a year from now you may have you may have even a much healthier guy. You know, because I, remember, Bob, like at the beginning when I first, you know, and even Loxley asked me when I was over at his house – does he still have a little hitch in his giddy up? And I said, yes. You know, and, and he said, and Mike told me, he said, I told the pros, told all the teams, you know, get him on a practice squad for a year. And then a year from now, you may have something. It's video at Haney 1057 The Fan. When we come back, it is buy or sell. Let's count our Turn It Up Tuesday money. Hopefully, we're cashing in the chips today. Ryan Ripken talks to Orioles with him at 1230. Birds win last night easily over the White Sox, trying to win the series tonight behind Dean Kramer. Stay tuned for that. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1245. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney, 1057 The Fed. Penny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, cranking up the tunes to 12. Loud as it goes, at least around here anyway. And we'll get to the many sports-related subjects of this day. But right now, let's count some cash, buy, or sell. Well, Bob, we're making money today. Everything is green. The Dow's up 208. The S&P is up 50. NASDAQ's up 207. DraftKings up $1.02. Under Armour's up 14 cents. How about uh, Apple's up $3.09? We'll start here in Major League Baseball. I heard earlier at the trade deadline this year that the Mets could possibly consider trading Pete Alonso for a monster haul. Well, as we know, that didn't take place. But since then, more details have emerged. And apparently the Brewers were one of the most interested buyers at the deadline. We know the Mets going through, I guess you could call it a soft rebuild uh, doesn't mean they're selling off every last valuable player that they have, but Alonzo is coming up on his final year of arbitration in 2024. I've seen the trade rumors continuing to heat up here this week. Bob, are you buying or selling that a Alonzo trade is inevitable? I'll soft buy it. I think that they, Cohen in particular, the owner, looks at this as an aberration year. It's a disastrous year. They're in last place now. The Nationals have passed him in the NLE, so I don't know if he'll do a full-on blow-up, but they got a lot of guys signed to some big-ticket contracts. Francisco Lindor comes to mind, so I don't know if they'll do the full-on, but I guess if he was available at the trade deadline, I'm guessing they'll listen to offers. They won't hang up the phone. Over in the NFL, the Cowboys, as we know, went out and traded for Trey Lance late last week, a move that surprised many people. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, though, says he wasn't surprised, and even though he wasn't informed that they were in discussions with San Francisco, he understands why it moved fast when it did. QB room there got a little more interesting. You got Dak, of course, Cooper Rush, who served pretty well in a short-term starter role last year, and now Trey Lance, former uh, first round pick and the baggage that he brings but Vinny buy or sell adding Lance will ultimately be good for Dak who's also nearing the end of his contract I don't think uh, I mean if I'm Dak I'm looking at it like this guy can't even be the third quarterback in San Fran I don't think Dak's too worried about it I think he's more pissed that they cut his buddy <laughs> yeah his cap hits over 50 mil next year, though, right? Dak Prescott? Right. Well, but that's, yeah, they want to extend, they wanna extend and, him. You yeah. know, get rid of that. <clears throat> Go back to baseball here. The Cubs and Brewers facing off here in a uh, series early this week, and means you get a matchup between Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger, who's, of course, now with the Cubs. Two players who battled it out back in 2019 for the National League MVP award. 
Of course, Bellinger got the edge that season, preventing Yelich from a repeat. But since then, both players have had extremely up and down careers. Some very deep struggles for both. Neither have made an, even one all-star appearance, let alone MVP votes or gold gloves or silver sluggers, any sort of hardware since that 2019 season. Uh, both, though, back on a slight upswing this year. Bob, buy or sell at least one of those two will be in an MVP conversation again at some point in their career. Uh, I'll sell it, even though Bellinger is playing as well as anybody in the National League right now for the Cubs. But the yep. Brewers as a team, they've won nine in a row, including the win last night against Chicago. They're both really good players, but Bellinger in the second half of the season, is he's doing as well as anybody. His run production is insane, but uh, are they going to be what they were four years ago? Nah, probably not. But who knows? That's why they play the games, Nolan. Well, the Patriots, they had some issues on their O-line last year, and that may continue into 2023. Made a pair of trades over the weekend to try to solve their needs. You got Riley Reef, who's hurt. He could play right tackle, but also served in a guard role as well. But again, he's out for the foreseeable future. Bill Belichick did a radio interview, was asked how he would respond to critics who say he didn't do enough this offseason to fix the line. His response... We signed Reef. We drafted three players on the offensive line. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, Vinny, buy or sell? The criticisms of the Patriots O-line are fair. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it. You know, I mean, the the thing is, um, Reef's hurt. So you, you went, I mean, and that's kind of been his history too. And then is it the guys that you drafted? Do they suck? That's why you had to go trade, you know, and go get some other offensive tackles. So... You know, I, I I don't think he wants to point the finger at himself. Oh, by the way, getting back to this Bellinger thing, in July, he hit 400 with an OPS of 1122. In August, he's hitting 340 with an OPS of 938. For the year, he's hitting 320, 20 bombs, 75 ribbies, and a 910 OPS. And that's basically based on two months' production. Yeah. But with Mookie Betts, Freeman, and Acuna, and there's a lot of work to be made up here unless he carries them to the playoffs or something speaking of freddie freeman we'll close with him here i don't know if there's a more professional hitter in baseball right now than freddie freeman long time model of consistency and surprise surprise he's leading the majors in hits and doubles once again this season but the doubles is what's interesting already at 50 on the season still have a month plus left in the season to add on to that so Starts making you wonder here, could he be chasing down that elusive 60-double milestone? Has not been reached since 1936. A handful have come close. Nick Castellanos in 2019, Todd Helton in 2000, came up one or two doubles short of that 60-milestone. But Bob, by herself, Freeman will become just the seventh player all-time with 60 doubles. How many does he have? 50? 50, maybe 51. All right, there's a month to go. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. He's going to do 1930, you said? 1936. 1930. How many Manny have? I don't want to put you on the spot. Manny had over 50 in 2013. Because remember, hey, these doubles are going to become home runs yeah, as right. he matures. We said that about Adley last year. That they ultimately did. Oh, Gunner's pushing uh, his uh, 50th extra base hit of the year, by the way, too. Uh, but, yes, I'll buy that. Freddie Freeman gets nine more doubles and will accomplish something that hasn't had 
in a lot of years. I don't feel like doing math. Right. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Ryan Ripkin's going to be joining us, talking about the win last night. Grace Rodriguez since his recall. Dean Kramer going for win number 13 tonight. The road trip out to Arizona. And the Orioles, the bullpen, the way it's put together, minus Felix Batista, probably for the rest of the We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhones iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Here. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right here. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. Turn it up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. You want it loud? Send your song request, Plaza Sport Text Line at 410 583 1057. Orioles tonight taking on the Chicago White Sox. Camden Yard, 705 first pitch. Baltimore baseball tonight. Yours truly, Jim Hunter. We're brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. We're live from Pickles Pub. Right next to that, that always fun and exciting crush bus, which is now part of the Pickles family. So come on down and say hello. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Stalks and Birds with our next guest. Joins us every Tuesday. He's our colleague on Baltimore baseball tonight. He's Ryan Ripkin. Ryan, what's happening? Oh, what happened there? That was my fault. Sorry about that, Nolan. I hit the wrong button. Trying to bring O'Ryan Ripken into the equation. Now, the Orioles coming off that 9 nothing win have built up some equity here in the American League. As we talked about earlier in the show, the 82nd win guarantees that they will finish above 500 for the second straight year. But this is uh, long beyond them just having a winning record. Now we're talking about them possibly being a team that could maybe win 100 games for the first time since 2000 or 1980, and that team didn't even make the playoffs, the 1980 Orioles. All right, let's get back to uh, old Ryan Ripken here. Ryan, sorry about that, buddy. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. Did you hang up on me, Bob? I was like, we've had enough of this guy, and he hasn't even said anything. Ryan, what's going on, dude? Uh, not much, not much. Happy turning up Tuesday as always. Let's talk a little birds. Well, let's do it. And we'll start with the last night's performance from Grayson Rodriguez, 264 ERA in August. He's been outstanding for the most part since his recall from Norfolk, the limiting the damage in regards to the home runs. And I know people, they question, well, he's only throwing 96 pitches and why isn't he going deep? And quite frankly, I kind of asked that question myself, but with Grayson Rodriguez, Rodriguez, as we sit here on August the 29th, what's different about the guy we saw on May the 29th? Uh, I think the biggest difference is 
that he, when he came back up, he understood what's now expected of him, you know, and, and mainly what, what I mean by expected is the expectation to go out there and to put together solid outing after outing. You know, we talk about it. When you have success at the lower levels, you know, this, this thought comes in that the next level, the big leagues, you know, you hope to replicate that, but it's, we find out it's not so easy just to go up there and to be able to adjust on the fly, right? I think the, and then as far as pitching, what I've seen from Grace and then specifically, his heater is a weapon, and we've talked about that. And seeing how he has used that fastball to now um, set up his other pitches has become very, very important. And his control has been better, obviously, as more documented. He found himself in a couple more holes prior to his um, demotion back down to Norfolk. But Grayson's a guy that seems more confident. And when he's able to throw his fastball for strikes, then he can mix in his other pitches. And then once you get on a roll and that confidence is back, which it is, then the talent takes over. And now Grayson Rodriguez is proving to everyone why he – uh, was such a high prospect because he can be an ace for not just, you know, uh, not in just any teams, but specifically for this Baltimore Orioles club. Now we talk about pitching and another highly regarded prospect, as you know, because you were teammates with him, D.L. Hall. He's now back. The velo is back. And we'll go body language expert, Ryan, if you don't mind. He looks pretty cocky out there on the hill, at least his last couple of outings in the big leagues. Maybe he projects as a starter moving forward, but at least for now, is this power arm back end of the bullpen the ideal role for him, like we saw with Mike Bauman throughout course of the season so far? Yeah, I mean, I think right now for the the need of it, that that's what the Orioles are going to ask of DL, especially with kind of you know his interesting season, so to speak. Um, just having the the injuries, the the, the you know, reprogramming down in, in Florida. Uh, DL is a guy, he's very passionate. He's emotional. And, um, and overall with DL, it's good that he has that little bit of cockiness. I mean, that, that's a part of his personality. What I think I love seeing him the most is understanding regardless of what situation he's going to be asked, can he go out there and perform? Because that's, that's going to be the difference. Of course, DL wants to start. But whether he's coming in in a three-run game, they ask him to give him an inning, a couple pitches, DL has to be comfortable with that. And if he, keep, if he can keep that mindset in any of those situations, man, you know, we can see a lot more performances like we saw from him the other night. Ryan Ripken joining us, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fantasy does every Tuesday on the program. Closer now, minus Felix Batista as he goes down Friday. We saw Cano get the opportunity Saturday, converted. Tough luck loser there on Sunday with some balls. He, I mean, he got the L. The ball didn't leave the infield there. Fuji pitched well last night. Matter of fact, pitched well ahead of Felix on Friday past. So what are we doing here, Brandon Hyde? Closer-wise, do you go Cano based on what he's accomplished so far, or are you just playing the hot hand? And is that a dangerous game, most importantly, Ryan, down the stretch? Well, so a couple of things here. I think – if there's one guy that's going to get the first crack at anything, it was going to be Cano because he has been put in those situations when Felix wasn't available. Um, but the the reasons why it could become an approach or a committee approach is because the other part is 
Cano is now going into uncharted waters, you know, pitching-wise. It's the most innings he's pitched in the big leagues. Uh, he's going to surpass his innings limit from last season. And so we talk about fatigue, right? So you got to be careful as we get closer here. Yes, he's going to say he can take the ball each time, but that's one thing to consider right there. The next, the Orioles are still probably going to play the matchups because not necessarily is Cano going to be asked upon to come in to have the same role as Batista, nor should he. You know, it's going to be a lot to ask Cano, hey, give us four or five outs, uh, which you did with Felix. So that's why I think with um, Cano, that type of committee approach. And then for Fuji, I love the town. And honestly, if the Orioles are going to make a deep run, I think he's going to be the X-factor guy. Because, look, you can't, you can't crow this on trees. 103-mile-an-hour fastball, you know, when it's on a devastating split. And you saw last night it was a good – sweeper slider to end the game Fuji has all the makings but is he ready to be in the closer role no not necessarily but is he a guy that can dominate and as well as Felix Batista could the answer is his stuff is yes so that's why it's going to take time I wouldn't be surprised if Fuji makes his way into the the closer conversation but it's probably going to be more towards the end of September than the beginning of September as the Orioles try to push towards the playoffs you sound like a coach, Ryan. I can fix that guy. You know, all coaches, they can always fix somebody. Hey, Ryan, what would have been like being in that team meeting after Batista got hurt? Uh, well, you know, honestly, for guys, this is the reality of the sport. You know, we uh, being around the locker room, we've had so many of those moments, and it's a downer. It, you know, it stinks. There's, there's no sugarcoating that. Uh, but what's great about this Orioles culture right now is their leadership. And you really, James McCann, Kyle Gibson, uh, guys that have been around, Adam Frazier, the Orioles have great pieces in place that can help them continue the fight on. And honestly, the Orioles' motto has been, hey, you know, this stinks, but we can't feel sorry for ourselves. We lose the game, who cares? You know, we don't, you know, everyone's worried about the Orioles have enough with the trade deadline. Well, we don't care where to go out and play. That's the mentality that they have. You feel bad for your friend, first and foremost, because Batista's their, you know, their their friend, their guy. Um, but then as a player, it stinks, and he, you know how much he means to the team. But the Orioles have the right mindset, and then they proved it. They bounced back, and, and you know, since the injury, continue to win ball games, which is the ultimate goal. Hey, Ryan, when they send Bauman down, you know, what are the chances, I guess, like for him being back? Will he get his role? I mean, the dude was 9-1, and one, you know, and I like Bauman because he's from Minnesota. Um, so what are what are his opportunities coming back, or what does he have to do? I don't think it's really anything he has to do differently. I think he had a couple outings there where weren't ideal, but I think um, it's just kind of where the roster's constructed. You know, and he's in a whole different role, and he was kind of the Swiss Army knife. Hey, Mike, can you give us 40 pitches? Sure. You know, two-plus innings. Can you come in with the bases loaded? At one point, he, had, he uh, would come in with the most inherited runners in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't necessarily think there's anything he has to do. I think it's going to be more of what does the team need? And when they made the move for Austin Voth, and obviously it's also a business move, Voth didn't have any options. You know, that's to see, well, this is where we are. So I think for, for Mike, it's just be ready. 
I don't think there's any right answer. Just be ready for the opportunity because Mike's proven when he's been on that he can be a very, very impactful player at the big league level. Ryan Ripken joining us, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Ryan Dean Kramer goes for win number 13 tonight. White Sox, an interesting team, disappointing team in the big picture, but they have some bats that can make you pay. How's Man Bun go about it tonight, try to win the series for the Orioles? Well, you know, the way he's continued to do it is, you know, Dean likes to, I'm going to go out there and pitch and, uh, and you know, not change what I've been doing. And I think that's what why Dean's been able to overcome some of the adversity of the season is because he didn't get too low when it, when times were tough and he hasn't gotten too high with his success. So I think for Dean, go out there, try to establish yourself early. Don't try to do too much. And if you do that, I think we're going to see Dean Kramer have another great outing and him pick up another win and the Orioles picking up another series win on the year. Ryan Ripken, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, Have a great rest of your day. There yep. he is, Ryan Ripken, video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fed NFL Lunch. Coming up next, Mike Axisa from CBSSports.com. Talk some MLB with him as we're in the final week of August. Who are the hot seat managers? And we can get into their American League East report. We'll look at what happened in the division last night. Preview tonight and give you a standings update. And then Pete Futak, collegefootballnews.com. We'll preview the season with him at 1.30. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top features of football, NFL lunch style here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Ravens, everybody else in the National Football League have to get their rosters down to 53 players. And we don't expect to see throughout the NFL big names cut. I mean, familiar names, sure. But big names, for instance, if things go according to what everyone's projecting, Melvin Gordon getting cut by the Ravens, that's a big name. He's a former pro bowler, got a Super Bowl ring last year in Kansas City. Kind of along for the ride, but a Super Bowl ring nonetheless. So it'll be that sort of thing we expect to go on. I, I would say that's probably true, Bob. You know, like the veteran player, you know, who's you know, maybe 30 years old or whatever, and they find a younger guy. Um, and a lot of running backs, I'm guessing, will be released too. Von Miller's going to start the season on the PUP, which means he'll miss at least the first four games. Got hurt Thanksgiving last year against Detroit. Well, I, I think we saw, they saw that he plays a huge vital role for them because they need pressure on a quarterback. With the, with the people they got to play against, they need pressure on the quarterback. So um they need him they need him healthy is what they need. Now, which makes this even more interesting as we talked about earlier today, Boogie Basham traded from Buffalo, knowing that Von Miller's gonna miss the first month of the season. Basham, by the way, going to the Giants there. Yeah. He had four sacks in two years. So I'm guessing that and and, and Bob, maybe you know, because of change in defensive coordinators, they had coaches now coordinating the defense that uh, he doesn't uh, like him in his defense. As we look at these teams as they're situating themselves heading into the regular season, which starts a week from uh, Thursday with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions, how are you viewing the AFC North? 
based on what you've seen in the preseason? I think it's going to be extremely, extremely competitive. You know, because I, I Pickett has done a nice job, and they and Pittsburgh's got weapons. I think Pittsburgh is going to be better than we think. You know what's going to be interesting, Bob? Who's the team that is not going to be as good as we thought they were? Because there's going to be one of those. In the division? Yes. I'm Right now, if, if I'm picking that team, I'm leaning Cleveland. Because I'm not buying the, I'm not jumping on the Steelers bandwagon by any stretch of the imagination. But I think there, there's more of a track record of success there than there has yeah. been with the Browns and the culture and everything that goes along with it. Yeah. And Stefanski's the only coach that's kind of in trouble in the division. You know, so there's more question marks there. Uh, to me, it, it all goes back for the division, Bob, it all goes back to Deshaun Watson. You know, I mean, we don't know. You know, it's going to be because we're going to find out week one. They're playing the Bengals and it's in Cleveland. So, Deshaun, do you go throw for 300 and they win this game 38 35, something like that? Are you the old Deshaun? And, and if that was the case, Bob, then uh, division's really going to be tough. But let's now get to the top two teams anticipated by the experts, the Bengals and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Well, we cover the Ravens every day. We know they have issues in the defensive backfield, cornerback in particular. And where's the pass rush yep. coming from? Is Joe Burrow going to be ready for week one? They have young safeties that are going to be thrown into the action. So it's not like those two teams are without some flaws themselves. Oh, no doubt about it. I, I, I think uh, the, the Ravens' flaws, you know, defensively, they're real. You know, with, with the pass rush, because I don't think they know. You know, if they can just line up with those guys. I'm guaranteeing you that at least in week two, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be using Kyle Hamilton. They're going to be using other Patrick Queen, you know, to uh, try to generate a rush. I hope that Owe looks awesome, and I hope a Jabo does. I, I think Owe, Bob, always got the better chance to come out of the gate quicker because this is year three for him. Ajabo, this is his rookie year. I put too much on him too early. And it, it it's looking more and more like Kyle Hamilton timeline. I'm going to ask you the question, staying in the AFC, that I've asked the other NFL people that have come on with us and will continue to do so over the next week. Plus, Jacksonville, best team in that division. Great. They won it last year. Is there more to this equation than just them winning a bad division? Can Jacksonville be a team that could make a deep run into the playoffs? They did make it to the divisional round last year. Yeah. As Chargers chargered right thing away. I mean, Bob, you look at who they would have to go up against. All right, say you, you win that division. I mean, you're going up against the North, the East, and the West. You know, you got to play, you know, how do they fit? Are they good enough defensively? And are they good enough in the offensive line early? You know, um, I, I don't Just because those teams that are in it, Bob, the other NFC team, they've been around a little bit. They've won some players. They, I just think that it'll be tough. The thing that Jacksonville's going to have, though, Bob, they may win 12 games. They, they could have the number one seed just because they got an easy schedule. You know, and if they can do that, that's a huge benefit to them, you know, to be able to get that bye, especially in the AFC. Yeah, going into their bye week, which is week nine, they open at Indy, 
win. Yeah. Then they host Kansas City. Probable L. You never know. With Chris Jones being out. Uh, host he's, uh, Houston. Host Atlanta. Host Buffalo. So it's at four and two, possibly. Then they host the Colts again. Go to New Orleans. Go to Pittsburgh before they hit the bye. I mean, they could have seven wins by the time they get to the bye. Right. But as they start stacking wins, then you start stacking confidence, no as doubt. we talk about. Yeah. So winning the division, they're expected to do that, even though I've said don't sleep on Tennessee. But if they win the division and then start to accumulate a little momentum and they're feeling good about themselves, if they get a bye, too, well, maybe not the number one seed, but still home field advantage in a playoff game. I'm thinking – I think there's more to Jacksonville just winning oh, than just They're going to be dangerous. Let me say this. When the Ravens play them, Bob, that ain't going to be an easy game for the Ravens. Oh, absolutely no. not. Schedule week one. Yes, we're there. Lions at Kansas City. That's next Thursday night, the 7th. You can hear that game on 105.7 The Fed. Chiefs six-and-a-half-point favorites. Houston's at Baltimore. This is the 10th, of course. Ravens minus 10. Carolina's at Atlanta. Falcons minus three-and-a-half. Cincinnati's at Cleveland. Cincinnati minus two on the road. Jacksonville at the Colts, as we said. Jacksonville minus four and a half. Tampa's at Minnesota. Vikings minus six. You got the Titans at the Saints. New Orleans minus three and a half. 49ers are at Pittsburgh. Ooh. San Francisco minus two and a half. I can see Pittsburgh winning that one, Bob. Cardinals at the Commanders. Washington seven-point favorites there. Bears at Chicago. Or excuse me, Green Bay's at Chicago. Chicago minus two. Raiders at Denver. Broncos minus four. Eagles at New England. Philly minus four and a half. Miami's at the Chargers. Chargers minus three. Rams at Seattle. Seattle minus four and a half. Sunday night football. Cowboys at the Giants. Dallas minus three and a half. And then Monday night football, September 11th at the Meadowlands. Buffalo in the Jets. Bills minus two and a half. That's your week one slate. There's some good games. Bob, I mean, the Thursday game is going to be extremely intriguing because Chris Jones... Even if he came back tomorrow, Bob, or today, he's not going to be in shape. Yeah, I could see a shootout in that one. Yeah, that, that could be a hell Detroit of a game. Detroit can put points yeah. on the board. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The fan talks of baseball next. Mike Exisa, CBSSports.com, talk about Major League Baseball heading into the month of September and how wild this AL West race has become all of a sudden. American League East report at 115. At Pete Futak, collegefootballnews.com. He's never short on opinions, and we'll talk about the college landscape with him around 130. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.